afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. We are here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1. And also, you know, the reason that we're here is because we want to provide a public service for you guys, our listeners. We know that... um, that the legal world, sooner or later, you're going to come into contact with it, whether you want to or not, even if that's not only, even if that's only upon death. And that's what I know Tony was talking about last week was wills. And um, so we're going to continue talking about wills this week. But um, even if it's not until you die, um, you're going to come in contact with the legal arena at some point. And uh, we have a, a... an email that you can reach out to us. You can send us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. And uh, just email us if you have a, even a question about wills, which is what Tony was talking about last week and what we'll be talking about this week. Uh, just send us your questions or you can send us a voicemail at 281-529-5862. And we're going to be on Facebook Live here, but you can Check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Legal Connection Show. So, Tony, I wasn't here last week, but you were. And I was just telling our listeners that we were talking about wills. But before we do that, I have a present that I want to give you. I'm just waiting with bated breath. Do you have any idea what this is? Silver box. Thank you so much. I didn't know if it was like some secret code because I don't have one of these. But I want you to open it. Oh, it's more than just a box? It's more than just a box. And it's, a, it's that's really a silver bag. It's not a box. But oh, okay. There's a box in that silver bag. Oh, this is exciting. Do you have any idea? Well, it's it's broken. Okay. <laughs> I love that. No, it's not. I don't, it better not be. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you. This is so funny that you got me this. My. Oh my gosh, because I just brought in my other rosary that broke. Is that the wooden one uh, that you uh, were telling me no, about? No, no, that, that was the, the devil broke that one. I know, you told me. <laughs> okay, so our, to our listeners, tell them what it is. Well, first I want to tell you about the one that broke because it's just, I needed this. Uh, my husband got me a rosary directly from the Vatican, okay, and it broke and I need to get it fixed. No, my very favorite rosary, we've had this discussion before, I gave to one of my clients because he needed to pray because prayer, like Mother Teresa says, is the most important thing you can give somebody. And, um, and another one of my friends told me that, you know, if, if some, if uh, if a cross breaks or whatever, that maybe they're the devil or they need an exorcist, (laughs) this guy not only broke it, he lost it. It was pulverized. And uh, I was like, okay, so we really need to get you an exorcist. Um, (laughs) He's the same guy that stole, um, that that was, uh, I guess he was charged with, with stealing uh, barbecue pit with barbecue chicken in it while it was cooking <laughs> <laughs> at the end of a driveway because because he said that it was um, it was it smells so good he couldn't resist. No, he said, "Well, Miss Tony, it was because I thought it was trash, but it was it was barbecue chicken cooking in it." And then later he told me he was just really hungry. Oh, so he told the truth. Okay, well, so that yes, right there is from the Vatican. This is from the Vatican? It's from the oh Vatican. Oh, my gosh, you replaced my one that broke. Oh, I didn't want to replace anything Jim gave you, but you told me about that oh guy. And uh, that it was had a wooden cross. So my daughter was in Rome last wow. week. And then when you told me that story, I said, Hattie, would oh you, gosh. you know, I don't want to give you too much to do because she gets stressed, you know. Just, I don't know if we have a camera so I can Okay. But it's got little wooden beads. Yes. And it, the, 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 the cross has got the crucifix on one side, and it looks like the miraculous metal, maybe? I can't tell. But And it's been blessed. Oh, I, thank you so You're much. You're welcome. I love this. Now I've got two that are blessed, but now we are actually going um, back to Rome, Italy, and Greece. We're doing the path that, that St. Paul took uh-huh. um, uh, all through. The, it's not, we're not going to the Holy Land itself. That kind of scares me, but... To Greece and Italy and, and all those other places. But I was going to go have to get uh, the one that, that Jim got me fixed. But now I've got this one. Yeah. This is just beautiful. And Thank that you. looks like the cross that's on my keychain that you said, what is that? That's so beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. And oh Hattie gosh. pointed, my daughter Hattie, my youngest daughter, pointed that out and said, Mom, that looks like the cross I gave you. And I said, oh, Tony loves that. This, and it's all inlaid. And it's uh-huh. got, it looks, it's, it's very detailed. And it's got, 
I'm sure that's a miraculous medal in there. I'm just there. I'm like, this is just beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. When, when you told me you were bringing me something, I thought, oh. Something from Cabo. Well, I thought she was on the beach. Little and one of the people that sell chiclay. You know, maybe she's going to bring some feather earrings, you know. But no, this a is. A dream catcher. I had no. no. <laughs> I had no idea. This is so perfect. Thank you. Good. I'm so glad. Oh, my gosh. And I love the three little medals that are actually on the beads. This is just, and it's gold. This is just really beautiful. I, I'm overwhelmed. Thank you. I am not worthy. Oh, Tony. Good night. <laughs> It's just a rosary. But, <laughs> but I love it. I love Good. it. Good. I'm it. so glad. I'm thinking about the one that even though it's blessed and it's broken, you know, we all need to have blessings on our guardian angels with us. Um, perhaps maybe I can use it on one of my cars. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jim, I'm not going to use it on one of the cars. I'm going to fix it. The Pope blessed it. But then again, the Pope blessed it. You should always have these, you know, you need all the protection you can get in this world. Oh, sure. Right? Sure. And yeah. then that one too. So. Yes. Now I've got two. And I, I, Hattie had it especially blessed. So she, she, she went and picked it out. Did she have it blessed by the Pope? Well, she had it blessed. What? Yeah. She had it blessed. And so she went and picked it out and bought it. And they said, do you want it blessed? Uh-huh. And she said, yes. So they delivered it to her room oh, later that evening. I'm going to hold it. <laughs> I need to hold it all the time. She's awesome. This is awesome. And so sweet. And she did that even though she had a million other things to do. But I begged her. I said, I've never given Tony one thing. That is so sweet. And so she went, yeah. All right. I, I've got to okay. do something. I'll, I'll answer any of her legal questions for free. Okay, I do that anyway. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> something else, Tony. No, you don't have to do anything. We love you. You're one of my most yeah. favorite people. Oh, so I'm glad that you like you. that. Thank Good. You. Okay, well, so we are talking about wills. You were talking about wills last week. And we will continue our discussion on wills. Yes, I did not finish. And I'm so glad you're back because uh, just like last week, I need I need you here to reel me in when I start going <laughs> off on the vanities of vanities and why wills are not important. I mean, wills are important, but, you know, when you're gone, you're gone. You can't take it with you. And so. Right. But then, you know, we think about our kids and and and, you know, those that we leave behind when we're gone. And that's really why we leave wills. Or uh, also people are controlling about their property and they want. It to go to specific, they yeah, spend a lot of time acquiring it. The intestate distribution through the statutes, the Texas statutes, um, pretty much you're going to give your property the way they have delineated it and set it out to who the, um, what do they call it in, in law school, the people that are closest to your heart. I, I, there's a term. Oh, the uh, objects of your affection. Yes, the ob- mm-hmm. and so they're going to get it anyway, which reminds me, I think this is really interesting. We've been watching uh, the National Geographic's uh, uh, Genius. And it's a biography on Picasso. Oh, okay. And I really didn't know that much about him. I just thought, oh, Picasso. And there's so many of them around. But this guy was, um, he was a genius. Um, and I, when I say that, it, I always think of my husband uh, because I, he's a genius also. I mean, he was valedictorian of his high school. And right. he made, he was the, he graduated first in his class at A&M. And, and then wasn't even a, a medical student, you know, a major in, in um what do you, a medicine or? Uh, that was not his major. Yeah. Uh, pre-med, pre-med, pre-med was not thank his major. You. Um, yeah. And then he ended up getting into the best law, uh, best law school, the best mm-hmm. medical school. Now he wants to go to law school. It's craziness. But, but he's like a genius, but he is not crazy like Picasso. And the reason I'm bringing up Picasso is because Picasso died. Uh, he, you know, he was. Intestate. Intestate without a will. And he was, uh, I want to say one of the most prolific painters in modern time. Oh, absolutely. And, and his, his, uh, I've seen something with his daughter about just the stuff that she inherits and gets, inherits and gets regularly on the royalties of his yes, artwork. Yes. And, and the interesting thing is that he didn't really, he didn't even have this, he didn't have communications with his family. He basically was, he just kind of, uh, he was sort of selfish. I mean, really? if, you, if you watch the show, I was sort of stunned. I thought for such I guess he was like an artiste, and he really let it go to his head. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he was a genius. But I think he had a mechanical pump for a heart because his children, um, one of them committed suicide right after his funeral because his, uh, the wife that survived him wouldn't let uh, that child attend the funeral, which is a little bit weird. And then other mistresses and wives committed suicide after he died, and he was 91. And it was crazy. These people are, you know, he's going to die anyway. Why are you committing suicide over it? They were probably committing suicide because he didn't have the will and they didn't get everything they wanted in it. They're just doing no the kidding. In right then. But these kids, um, they fought the last wife uh, because there wasn't a will. And 
after his death, they all became fabulously wealthy. And right. then they were like, he was finally endeared to their heart. And all they ever really wanted was to be near him. And he shut them out. And one more interesting thing about that is he would actually, um, he would draw pictures of them when they were, when the few times that they got to visit where they said they had to wait outside his uh, palace to be able to get in and talk to him. And um, he would sketch them and do little pictures and he would take the pictures back after they left so they couldn't sell them for money. Mm. He wouldn't give them anything. They were all like destitute. And then he died and they were all fabulously wealthy. So there is something to wills. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if he had gone, gone forward, I guess he thought he was going to live forever and actually did a will. Uh, perhaps his, you know, kids wouldn't have gotten anything. Right. Things would be different. Okay, guys, we are going to take a break and we will be right back after the break. Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Uh, Tony and I are here today talking about wills, but you know, Tony, I thought something was interesting. This doesn't have anything to do with wills, but as you know, uh, you and I are helping law students that are about to take the bar study for the bar. And uh, you'd said something about your genius husband thinking about going to law school. Picasso, my husband. Yeah. (laughs) Does that mean he's thinking about going to law school now, though? Um, He is a crazy person. I think he uh, wants to, I don't think he just wants to add to, you know, the, the cachet of things that uh, he has accomplished, but he's so smart. And I probably like your husband also yeah, helps you, Sam, Sam yeah. uh, that uh, he helped me. He helps me so much with all my cases. I mean, he's a great sounding board. And oh, Sam helps me so much. He won't shut up. It's so, <laughs> <Just> kidding, <Sam. laughs> so, so much, uh, so intelligent and such a different perspective. And uh, so he's like, well, I can do this. Like a lot of people, once you kind of get into it. Right, um, right. And so he went to go to law school and um, he still may. And as you know, um, you know, we went to law school a little bit later. It wasn't mm-hmm. like our first career choice, right. um, which I'm kind of curious. What was your first career choice? Well, I was in theater for years. I was on stage and television and I did that for a long time. And, and so did you have any, um, like, Meghan Markle, the princess now? Did you have any shows suitors? or... Not suitors. You married Sam. <laughs> but I had suitors before. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering if you had any shows, but if you had a bunch I, of suitors. I was on television a couple of times. I, I was on theater. I did theater. Okay. I didn't do uh, television oh, so okay. much, but I was on talk shows. Okay. Uh, from theater productions, but that was years ago. And then um, I got involved in, um, I was very involved in community theater, but big community theater, not little ones. Mm-hmm. I was in Fort Worth, Texas, and Dallas, Texas. Okay, so and what was then, your biggest part? 
Oh gosh, I had so many parts. Are you Belle? <laughs> no, the I never Beast. did. No, I never did anything like I never did Disney. You're not Elsa. Okay, sorry. no. <laughs> um, I you know I had so many parts, and now that you asked me that, my mind went blank. I was Becky Thatcher and Tom Sawyer, so I was the lead girl when I was younger. Did you sing? Ah, uh, yeah, I sang. Can you sing a song for us now? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I know I was in theater and, and then psychology and then, uh, but I always wanted to go to law school. I always did. I just didn't have time. I mean, I have six children, six beautiful children. I was busy. Oh, come on. You could have gone to law school with those six kids while you were homeschooling them and doing the back 40. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I could have, but I chose not to, <laughs> which is the reason I got out of theater too. And then later I got back into theater, but then I got into directing okay. uh, later. Okay. Um, after they were a little bit older. But uh, then I was also, you know, I was in uh, women's Christian ministry. I mean, I'm also an ordained minister. I know. Yeah. You know, all the, so I, I did all of that. I all those questions about the right, Bible. Right, right, like, right. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> well, have you ever heard that joke about what the mean? Well, it's not a joke. It's a true story. These two guys were searching for the meaning of life, and they searched all over the world. And, um, you know, everyone was saying, go ask this person, go ask that person. So they finally went to India and they said, we are searching for the meaning of life. What is the meaning of life? And they said, we do not know, but there is a man in the cave. <laughs> I'm like the people Jim works at the with. Top, <laughs> at the top of the great mountain, climb up there and go ask him and he will know. All he does is meditate all day long and he <laughs> knows the meaning of life. So they climb up this mountain and they climb over brush and shrubs and rocks and climb up there and... They find this guy sitting in this cave, and he's in a trance, and they go up, and he says, can I help you, my children? And they said, we hate to disturb you, but we have searched far and wide to know. Now, remember, this is a true story, right? <laughs> we have searched far and wide I know, to I know can't wait to find out. <laughs> what the meaning of life is. What is, we hear that you can tell us what the meaning of life is. What is the meaning of life? And this goes with Wills, too. And the guy <laughs> says... Life is like a fountain. And they said, oh, wow, this is fantastic. Life uh -huh. is like a fountain. Life is <laughs> yes. like a fountain. And they run. They start running down the, the mountainside, and they stopped, and they said, wait a minute. What does that even mean? Life <laughs> is like a fountain. And they go back to the guy, and they said, sir, great. Oh, great one. Please forgive us for being so simple-minded and stupid, but we don't understand. What do you mean life is like a fountain? Could you explain? And the man said, well, you mean life isn't like a fountain? <laughs> <laughs> the meaning of life, who knows what it is? I, he didn't even know. I'm telling you what, when I was reading Ecclesiastes um, and, you know, Solomon was the one that wrote it and he was like Mark Twain. He had that, the, the code name, Oleth, what is it? Oletha Heather. It's some <laughs> Quihileth or something. Queen of Kaletha, I don't know. But but it was Solomon's code name. Right. And, and it, you know, Ecclesiastes was just so depressing when I was reading it. I was like, a Bible is so uplifting. And then you read that, and it's like, really, you know, dust to dust. There's really nothing here. I mean. Uh, well, he, he had exhausted himself searching for and with all, all those this wives money. and kids. Right. And, you know, right. the wisest man in the world had that many kids. Is that, that's what not wise. What a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't acting on his intelligence, you know. But, um, but anyway, yeah, near the end, though, I mean, it does, it is more uplifting because we know that it, it basically it said that, uh, the meaning of life, according to Ecclesiastes, is that if you uh, live life as God has directed us through the Ten Commandments and uh, through His will and helping others, serve others, and and following the right, you know, doing the right thing. Basically. Well, actually, Solomon said uh, to enjoy the wife of your youth and to the what the wife or enjoy your wife. A wife. Okay. Enjoy your wife. Oh, I, thought I thought you said the wife of your youth. What? That's what I said. <laughs> your kids. <spouses>. No, <laughs> no. The wife that you've had. Don't search. Because that would be like someone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Like my child's wife. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> after young. No, that's not what he said. Okay. And uh, and uh, enjoy your life and don't seek after all this stuff that doesn't yes, satisfy yes. you. Eat, drink, and be merry is part of Ecclesiastes. All those little code. Those those. Uh, you know. Uh, there is a season, turn, turn, turn. All that comes from Ecclesiastes. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought these people were building really, really deep in the 1960s and they were writing these songs. They were quoting scripture. They were just going to the Bible. They weren't mm -hmm. even creative, you know? So I'm just, you know, sunny and cheer. I'm back to, to their easy when, you know, babe, I got you, babe. It's I just got easier. you, babe. Um, so anyway, okay. So uh, back to what I was going to, uh, you know, what we were discussing, uh, you know, as you were saying, we're mentoring 
students to pass the bar. And um, it's just so much fun. And that is sort of another thing where you serve uh, God by serving others. Absolutely. Uh, And it just reminds you of when we studied for the bar. And boy, was that just like the, was that like the hardest test you've ever, ever taken? Oh my gosh. I mean, it was like nothing I've ever seen. I remember after I finished taking the bar, I couldn't, and it's still today, it's that was that traumatic, like 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't go to check out at HEB, or, or particularly uh, PetSmart, because you have to answer so many questions, yes or no. It's like, I don't know what the answer is. I've got test anxiety, PTSD from taking the bar. I don't know what the answer is, but I know the answer. So um, That's but, right. But anyway, um, what I was uh, going to tell you, what I was talking to you about earlier was when I got into... Um, once I got into law school, of course, we both went a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And this is to encourage our, our listeners that don't, uh, the law school was the most fun I ever had. I mean, going to law school was just, it was like heaven every day, getting away from the kids, getting away from work and going to read about cases. And That's people say neat. it's really hard. I just thought it was so much fun. That's awesome. And, and but my grades weren't that great the first semester. Well, Tony, a lot of people's grades aren't that but they great. Told, the I was following semester. everything. I made great grades in college and they said, it's the, the, the uh, Socratic method. Do exactly what the professors say and you'll make And, and you did and you made, and I made C's. I made C's and I couldn't believe it because I made all A's in college and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so um, what I did was the second semester when I got my grades back, I changed everything. So listeners, this is the book I was going to write, but it would be such a short book. I decided not to write it. Um, it uh, is How to Succeed in Law School. And what I did, and it ended up being in the, in the top 10%. And I made, like one semester, I got a scholarship because I made the highest grades out of everybody in the law school. Uh, just, I made a bunch of A pluses. Good for you. And, but this, and I'm not that smart. I was well, just, you have to be, Tony. That's not true. No, no. I, Listeners, I learned, that is not true. I learned She's how smart. to make good grades. If you can learn how to make A pluses in law school, you're not yes, a dumb. Yes, and here's the secret. Okay, it's like the secret of life. But it really I wish I'd secret. heard this years ago. Yes, what is it, Tony? And here is the secret. Um, and, and it's not just about the fountain being beautiful and overflowing <laughs> and, you know, and not, and the questions, which is kind of what Jesus would always do too. He'd always give you a parable. It's like, what did he mean by that parable? Yeah. But I've got you to ask, so I don't have to worry about oh, figuring right. it out myself. And the, uh, okay, so what happened was I was doing everything I was supposed to do and I wasn't finishing the exams. And that's why my grades, my first, in law school, there's no test. The only grades you have yeah, it's the final. is the final. And so it's, it's you know, you're either going to do well on it or you're going to bomb out. Mm-hmm. And the first semester, you don't know what to expect. You've never taken a law school final unless, and, and no one's done it. But if you have somebody that's been in law school, they can explain it to you. I never knew anybody that had been in law school. Me neither. Um, I never asked. I never interviewed an attorney to ask. We're about encouraging it. our listeners that this is, if this has been a dream of yours, this is not something too difficult for you to do. Yes, and um, I will say that um, to make good grades, that uh, what I did was I went and I found. The, I looked at the grade curves. I found the teachers that gave the most A's because I need to bring my grade point average up, and then I looked to see which teachers had released tests. And then I would go every, almost every day, and I would practice on those release tests, even if I hadn't learned the subject yet. Yeah, and then I would smart. go talk to the professor after we learned it in class. So I understood what, what the answer would be once right. I knew what they were going to ask. And I would I would make the top grade in almost every class. Good for you. See, that's another way to do it. But well I work really hard. Is to think, right, to figure out a strategy that this tried and true, yeah. not just something that you can No one ever with. told me to do that, though, no, when I figured out. So no, that was see, smart. that was smart. <laughs> that was smart. And because I've, heard, I've never heard anyone that's done that. Yes. You know, usually the students it. are talking to each other, and you find the people that did made the best Yeah, the grades. ones that are in moot court, Beg the ones that are in law review. study with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, good. And well, some so, of the smart ones, you beg them to study with you, and then they're kind of like, uh, yeah. maybe you shouldn't be in our group because maybe you're make better. You'll you're get high, only you'll one highest grade. I mean, they don't want to give up oh, the highest grade. And yeah, and you get the you get Very all competitive. the Langdale scholarships, and then now there's money associated with that too. Yeah, when well, I made the highest grade out of all the students, I got a scholarship. I was surprised. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Another thing, apply for every scholarship because you'd be surprised. You get a bunch of them. Yeah, the, I went uh, the student I, uh, mm-hmm. financial center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we want to encourage you that if you've ever, if that's a dream, if you've thought about it, that you could do that. You really could just. You know, establish some connections and try and get get help and, and support. Another key is if somebody tells you this is the best way to do something, it may not be the best way to do something. So you, you really got to use right. your brain and think about it and, and try different things. And I never perseverance is like one of the biggest of virtues. It really is. Perseverance and, and go forward and really try. So. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay, guys, well, we are about to take another break. When we come back, we really will talk about wills. (laughs) We really will. But we want you to check us out on our website at www.legalconnectionshow.com or send us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. We'll be right back after the break. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1 and on irlonestar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at irlonestar.com or call the message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stuff podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to the Legal Connection Show with Tony and Cheryl. Today, Tony and I are talking about wills, but I just want to remind you that you can download us tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, on Google Play or iTunes, and you can listen to any of our shows and Tony, I think this is like our 22nd or 23rd show. I know, I know. And we've talked about a ton of things, but it has. But today we are talking about wills. And Tony, as you know, you were just talking about this in uh, I think our first segment. Um, Texas has a descent and distribution statute. And so if you don't have a will, this is for our listeners, I encourage you to have a will. I know Tony thinks that the descent and distribution is good, and it is good. But, um, you know, I just, I I have a will. I think people need will. So we're just kind of have a different perspective on that. But if Let you me don't. Just, I'll add this, though. Even if you have a will and you die, your heirs can elect not to probate it. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's still, you may not get the last word after all. And that's, we'll go over that a little bit, uh, like what we did last uh, last week. Or mm-hmm. I did last week while you were vacationing in Cabo with I your know. margaritas. What was your drink of choice? Well, the margaritas there were really, nice. really good. So yeah. you, you margaritaed up, huh? I sort of did. <laughs> My husband loves margaritas too, so I was swayed. But um, blame it on your husband. <laughs> yeah, because it was his fault. <laughs> um, you know, I've always thought this was interesting about the Texas descent and distribution with all the second and third marriages that we have and. You got kids from a first marriage mm-hmm. and or kids from a second marriage and now you're on your third marriage or mm-hmm. I mean it's so so common. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the relationships are strained with those step parents and mm-hmm. how do the kids fit in? Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting. Well, I, that, I always think it's, it's strained with the step kids. <laughs> they don't want new parents and they make it it's like the parent trap. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're very unhappy with that situation. Right. And then, you uh, know, before you know it, your parent whole new is, segment. Yeah. Divorces and child custody. But that, okay, that's a whole different. <laughs> but well, and then that phase passes fairly quickly. But what yeah. happens after your parent dies can be 20 or 30 years. You have more left to, mm-hmm. to live your life. Mm-hmm. I know that, um, gosh, my mom died when I was 42, you mm-hmm. know, and um, my you, are, is that why you're the wealthy person you are today? And they left me nothing. What? <laughs> Did they have anything though? Uh, no, I mean you know a little bit. I think it's the that is the way that it, you should go. You should go with chocolate and wine sliding into the grave, and with nothing. You should live life and then just you know leave. Come with nothing, leave with nothing. Enjoy it while you've got it. But yeah, 
Well, some people don't do that. Some people spend their life acquiring things and <laughs> or they die early, you know, like That's uh, another segment hoarders. Yeah, well, your neighbor, you know, he died when he was 52 years old yes. and he was living his life. And that oh man had gosh. a ton I of possessions. Him, and then he, one day he was there and the next day he wasn't. I know, Tony. Stunned. Stunned. Sad. And so Texas descent and distribution laws, if you're a married person with children or other descendants, this is interesting. If you've got children that are not from the person that you're married to, then when you die, if you don't have a will, then one third of your property is going to go to your surviving spouse, and then your children take two thirds equally. That's separate property, though. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, for your separate property, not separate personal if, property. If you were married for a long time, there's going to be a lot more community, but that's right. So it's, you have to be able to distinguish it. But but yes, that is interesting. And then the separate real property, same thing. Surviving spouse gets a third life estate, mm-hmm. so it's not even really the same thing. So it's a life, life estate. estate. Right? So mm-hmm. tell our listeners, what's a life estate? A Tony? life estate is while you are alive, you can use it. And that also goes toward, um, even if you didn't have a life estate, if you are if you and your husband are married and his house is the property, and this happens a lot, um, They the, the heirs cannot kick you out of your homestead. And this is assuming that the wife survives, like Picasso, the 91-year-old husband and the, you know, the 40, yeah, the 20 year old wife. Mm -hmm. Um, and the kids are all in their sixties, maybe Anna Nicole Smith, you know, in one of her mansions or something, and she was still married to, uh, to the the old guy, uh, the, the, by law in Texas, the, if you were living in that homestead, no matter how much it was worth, and even if you didn't acquire any part of it, uh, you can't be, as long as you're living there, you're there for life. If you want to stay there for life, it's yours. Now, of course it may, if you don't pay the taxes on it or, you know, if there, if it's someone else could kick you out, right? But well, the government the or the mortgage company or whoever's got the lien on it or whatever could kick you out, but but not the kids, not whoever owns it. Yeah, you know? interesting. Eviction will not work on that million dollar property or zillion dollar property. Mm-hmm. So that's a life estate. They're there for life, but then after they die, the the property goes to the heirs, mm-hmm. the children. And this this came up in part because I had a client that, um, or I still have a client who has a mom whose mom had a will. And he was electing or kind of t- toying with not probating it, uh, but without probating the will, he would have been, uh, he wouldn't have acquired some of the property that, that that his mother had. So he needed to probate it, but that's kind of a, a different story. But anyway, he needed to find out what his options were. What would be the intestate side of it versus if it went by the will, mm-hmm. would it have been the same? And it was completely different. Really? This guy needs to probate the will without question. So, uh, and because he still can. the will gives him so well, much Well, that, that and that one of his brothers died. And it, with intestate distribution, with when there's three uh, children of the deceased, the children of that child will get the property. Mm-hmm. And the children place, were the going to, were not going to sign off on anything. And that's not what the, the mother, when she died, she didn't anticipate that one of her children would predecease her. Right. And so uh, he had to probate it because he was going to, to the, the kids that were in their 20s, he was going to end up having to get them to sign off or, or so it, anyway, it didn't work out. He did not know that until he talked with me that, oh no, you've got to go forward with this. There's no question about it. So we're probating as well now. Well, good. But you have to know what the, the what, what you know, the facts to be right. able to make that analysis and knowing what the intestate distribution is, which everybody can get online. If you just Google Texas probate intestate distribution, it'll bring you to the estates code. But the, there's a lot of graphs like we're looking at right now. They're a little bit easier to to kind of Wrap stomach and understand right. than the very sort of dry uh, property code. Absolutely. Well, um, married persons with no child or decedent, descendant, uh, the decedent's property, that's the dead person's separate personal property. Mm-hmm. That's not real property. goes all to the surviving like the jewelry. Spouse. Right, the personal Cash. property. Stuff you can move, cars. Uh, Stuff that gets hidden right after someone dies. That's right. When Right after they die and the person that's in the house takes it all. I don't know where that. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen a that. Lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. The decedent's separate real property. If the decedent is, if the dead person, the person who dies, it sounds so rude to say the dead person. If the person who dies is survived by both the mother and the father under our Texas intestacy property code, one fourth of their separate real property, which is land, mm-hmm. houses on land, uh, one fourth will go to the decedent's father. One fourth mm-hmm. will go to the decedent's mother, mm-hmm. and a half will go to the surviving spouse. That's if there are no children. 
if the oh, is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. if the decedent is survived by a mother or a father and by siblings or the siblings' descendants, mm-hmm. one fourth will go to the surviving parent, one fourth to the siblings or their descendants, and a half to the surviving spouse. All this is like it's like my head is going to explode. I can't even put, wrap my head around it unless I have one particular instance where if you give me an example because I. Like, like, well, I don't want to say for an example. Um, uh, we have a lot of other uh, listener questions where they okay. ask how it's supposed to be okay. uh, broken out. But before we get there, I had a listener question, and it was, can I force my stepmother, speaking of, you know, families, to show me uh, our, uh, what do you call it, divided families? Uh, blended families. Blended, blended, the Brady Bunch families. Mm-hmm. So let's just assume that um, Marsha, uh, no, Marsha was the mom. So what was no, Marsha was the oldest daughter. She was, but uh, uh, step, who was the kid? The boys. Lawrence Henderson was the mom. Yeah, uh, the boy. Name one of the boys. Uh, Greg. 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 Greg says um, uh, uh, Florence Henderson, our mom, the Brady mom, dies, and uh, you know all hell breaks loose. And uh, so, so hit, now he's wondering because Marsha's hidden the will. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, you brat. <laughs> Can I force my stepmother? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it wrong here. It's Flores, in the, the, for this question, it's uh, uh, dad died, the, the, oh, okay. the gay dad, the, yeah. the gay Brady dad. I don't uh-huh. know how he had kids, but I guess he did. What was that guy's name in the show? Mike. No, it wasn't Mike. It wasn't? No, the Brady dad. Okay, come on, uh, 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 station manager, Dick. What was the name of the uh, Mr. Brady? Come on, you know this thing. I, even though I know it was 50 years before you were Are born. Are you sure it wasn't Mike? No. It was Mike. Oh, what? Uh, Played by Robert Reed. Oh, it was Robert Reed, the gay guy. Okay. And what was the mom's name? Her name was... Carol. 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 Okay. Okay. They had Greg, Peter, Bobby, Cindy... Oh, that's Marsha and... Jan. Jan. So, Carol... um, So, so, uh, Mike dies. Mike dies. And uh, Peter is upset. And Carol hides the will. Carol hides the will. Okay. Because he's going to give it all to Greg, Peter, and oh, that the other one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the question is, can I force my stepmother, Carol, to show me my deceased dad's will? And the answer is, um, uh, actually, you can. And, and here is sort of the book answer. Uh, section 252.201 of the Texas State Code requires that a person who has custody of a will deliver it to the clerk of court that has jurisdiction over the estate after receiving notice of the death. So they're supposed to deliver it to somebody because, I don't know, maybe they were disinherited. And I would say if they're disinherited, they're probably not going to, but you know, yeah. but maybe they do the right thing. Right. Um, this section does not require the will to be probated. Rather, it is a concern. The concern is preventing someone with custody of the will from suppressing it. And of course, the person that's holding the will that doesn't inherit anything or doesn't like it is going to suppress it or hide it or burn it or, you know, it's going to get lost. So in this scenario, Carol is hiding the will. Yeah. And so Peter or Greg. Yeah. And so they don't have to go. So what they do is if the will is not filed, a sworn written complaint can be filed with the court that has jurisdiction over the state. So Peter could go file a complaint. Mm -hmm. Um, The county judge will then order the custodian of the will to appear before the court. So they're going to drag Carol in Mm -hmm. and uh, show cause why she has not delivered the will to court for probate. Of course, she's going to lie. She's going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. What um, will? What uh, will? Yeah, but then Peter's going to have his little cell phone video of her, you know, burning the will or whatever. <laughs> and unless the, and remember, cell phones are really good for stuff like this. Unless the custodian produces the will or shows good cause for why it has not been produced, the judge can cause her to be arrested. Carol is going to jail. Oh, and, my goodness, And Carol? imprisoned until she produces it. The custodian of the will can also be sued for civil damages as a result of her refusal to produce the will. So really? don't be hiding that will. But if you do make sure that Peter, Greg, and whoever the other kid was, you know, I won't always forget the youngest one, um, but they're the ones that end up inheriting because they outlive everybody. But, but anyway, um, yeah, get your cell phone out to show that there was a will if you've got somebody that's trying to hide it. Yeah, if you smell smoke, get out your cameras, <laughs> exactly. start videotaping. Uh, you can voicemail us with your questions at 281-529-5862. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Legal Connection Show. We will be right back talking more about wills after the break. County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. 
And I will personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Hey guys. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to the Legal Connection Show with Tony and Cheryl. Today, we are finishing up our discussion on wills. We've been talking about um, what if someone hides the will. Uh, but I just want to say quickly that a valid will is uh, got to be... The to recap, yes. To recap, yeah. Just something very basic. In order to create a will, you have to be 18 years old or married or in the armed forces that's a way of coming into adulthood. You can get married when you're 16 and then you can create a will because you're seen in the eyes of the state as an adult. Mm -hmm. But you got to be 18 years old. You have to be of sound mind. Uh, it has to be. And that's a, real, that's a really good defense for people that don't want the will to be probated. They'll go for the sound mind and undue influence defense against but it, it you all know, the time. But legally, it's so hard to prove. I mean, it in is. court, to prove that you didn't have, because you can have lucid moments and you could have written your will in a lucid moment. Money is the root of all evil. If there's enough there and you don't the have love it, of money. The lo I'm sorry. Love the of love money. of money. Right. Yeah. No kidding. People fight. But also, you know, to me, I feel sorry for the kids when there's no will. Because I think, and, and I know that you don't have a will. I'm not saying anything about that. But I think that parents cause a lot of their kids problems. If you have something... Just saying, fight it out, kids. Bury me under the tree. You have to, they have to fight I it out. And there's that. nobody that's kind of grappling for your favor to try to get you to put them in the will if they know that it's just going to go what's intestated. You know, it ends up that if you, uh, the, the bottom line is, if you are married and you're married to uh, the same person, the spouse is going to get everything. Exactly. Okay. And yeah. if you are, um, if you are you have in a second marriage, then the kids are going to get one half of the deceased person's that's uh, right. property, and then a spouse is going to keep their other that's, part of it. Yeah. And that's basically the general way it falls out. Yeah. But, but then there's all the, you know, what happens like in Howard Hughes if, you know, he had this, like a Picasso, this kid from this marriage, you know, how do you split it, pre-termitted, maybe they weren't, maybe there was a will, all these different things can kind of kick in where you probably do need to at least run it past an attorney, pay that consultation fee if they charge it or whatever. Exactly. But, uh, but, but to I, make a will, let me do the okay. two other things. You got to be a sound mind, 18 years old. It's got to be signed by you mm -hmm. or by someone at your direction, signed by two witnesses over the age of 14. Mm -hmm. And each witness must sign in the testator's conscious presence. Texas has the conscious presence test, which I means hate that. It, well, it means that the the testator or that's the person who created the will. So if it's my will, I'm the testator. Uh, I don't have to watch Tony witness my will, but I have to know that's what she's doing right now. Right, so right. I can go get a drink and of water. And that always confused me, even in law school. It's like, ah, oh, the will dance. I hate the will dance. Yeah. That's why I'm holographic will. However, 
that lead it segueing from that, um, if you to, to make sure it's proved up properly, like I had a will that the witnesses were dead already. And what do you do when the witnesses are dead? Well, right, right. you need to have a self-proved will. And I'm going right. to tell you a little bit about that right now because it's so very important. Um, Texas law recognizes that most probates are uncontested matters. So the probate court knows that there's not going to be usually a lot of argument over it, um, in which no one challenges the will's validity. To save time and effort in probate, a self-proving affidavit can be appended to a will as a substitute for live testimony of the attesting witness in court and contain statement that the attesting witnesses would testify to in court. And that's huge because if you've got a will that's 50 years old and the witnesses are dead, you can't prove the will up no because kidding. they weren't there. So you better have a good self-proving affidavit. Right. The affidavit can be signed at any time after the testator signs. So it could be a year later, you know, 20 years later, but it's usually done at the ceremony in the attorney's office, assuming the attorney's with a notary. When the will is signed. Right, okay. Right, so the dance. So you've got the testator you don't have, you don't have signing it. dress or anything for it. Right, or your cowboy boots right. <laughs> for the two-step. But uh, so you've got the testator signing it, you've got the two witnesses, and then can't you just go to a notary and and have the notary, have it notarized with two witnesses there at the bank well, or the, whatever? Well, of course, um, the, the notary can't notarize it unless they witness you signing it. So you would have to sign in from the notary. So that's what gets kind of crazy. But I'll tell you this. The self-proving affidavit must be substantially in the same form as stated in the Texas Estate Code 251.104R1045.1045. And check the wording of the self-proving affidavit. Do not assume that it's correct. So basically, you can go find the wording that you need to make sure that your will itself has a, self, a proper self-proving affidavit by just going to the estate code at 251.104 or 251.1045. And you can just Google that and come up with it. Before September 1st, 2011, 2011 was a big... It was a change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Self-proved wills require a two-step, Texas two-step process. That's why I'm put your boots on. Testator and witness, step one, testator and witnesses sign the will. First part. Second part, testator and witnesses, after being sworn, sign the self-proving affidavit. So they're the ones that have to sign it for the notary. Mm -hmm. After September 1st, 2011, right. a will can be made self-proved by one step. No longer need the text two step. Okay. And so, um, uh, common problems that make wills not self-proof. Blank lines for the names of the testator witnesses not filled in. Witnesses have not signed the affidavit. Notary cannot print their name um, on the signature line. Witnesses have not, have not sworn to the statement. So they have to swear to the statement. Uh, the affidavit does not have a notary seal. You got to have that too. Affidavit doesn't indicate that witnesses were at least 14 years old. So just go to the, make sure it's self-proved. Get an example, one that's by law, the one that's approved, and you can get that in the Texas State right. Code. And then you don't have to worry about it. But you still have to concern yourself with the independent executor deciding they don't want to probate the will. So your wishes still not be had. But that person that died may come back and jingle chains and haunt you if you don't do what they ask. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you better do what people, especially if they pass away, ask you to do, darn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay, well, that's... I don't know if that's exactly Catholic. That's interesting. I, I don't think Catholics would come back in jingle chains. Uh, but some people that, that go the opposite direction, I think they're still hanging around. You know, their spirits are like, ooh. Kind of, they're going to be... And they're the kind of people that probably, you know, would come back in jingle chains to scare you. Yeah, because they're kind of mean. Yeah. All right. So, hey, I'm curious. Dick, do you have a will? Station manager? No, Dick? I don't. Uh, do you have any assets that if you did have a will? <laughs> Uh, I would say yes, but oh, that's good. just recently acquired. So it's more of one of those things that I know my fiance and I talked about by the time she, her, her goal is by the time we have our first child, we should have her will done. Oh, so, so and she, but she also had a lot of experience. She worked in a hospice. So she saw a lot of families oh, that go through it. And okay. she's like, you'd be amazed at how many people out there who don't have any of their afterlife life figured out, mm -hmm. especially so with families, especially with families who don't live in the same area. Cause they'll come yes. visit and they have no idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and things like that so i know my my family has been a big proponent of wills just because of assets and also the family businesses we've had together oh, okay. and things that like that sense. that way everyone understands who's getting what what's going where okay, so i've got two like that. will proponents and i'm sort of a i don't care well i mm -hmm. the only time i've ever really seen it being important is it when it comes down to siblings who aren't involved because, yes. like, for example, mm -hmm. my father worked at the family business all you his know, life. You're right. Mm -hmm. But then we had, uh, so we had cousins and things like that who 
do not. Right. Or like his sister did not. So it was mm-hmm. just more of important to have it's, something it's, written it's un, down. It's, it's very un, unfair and not equitable with with the siblings that had nothing to do with the family. And, suddenly and then they want you to sell the business or they jump right in the middle of everything. Yeah. I, You know what? That is the most common problem that I get questions asked about and horror stories told to me yeah. about these siblings. And you're right. That's well, it, the distinguishing factor. And they I kind of connected it with, you know, you get a prenup, but then you also get a will and mm-hmm. the prenup because you're we're talking about assets here. We're no, not talking no about, prenup. Well, when it comes down to assets, that's what it, yeah. it's. The prenup to me is similar to a will when you're getting married because it's you're letting people know. I know, but I will tell you this. I because I've done so many divorces. I think mm-hmm. prenups are just asking for a divorce. Well, I think the, well, it depends on how what's in the prenup yeah oh, that's true too so because the prenup can for example this radio station i want to protect this radio station as a standalone right, right. And not it's not our business it's not you're getting 10 percent or you you know that's true that's those kind true. of things because mm-hmm. to me legally like i've read stories where someone's passed away and the parents of the one that passed wanted some parts of the business or something oh, that like that right so okay. in, the, in a prenup that's where i kind of came like oh that's what a prenup is really for not oh you know, if she divorced me, she doesn't get half my my money. Mm-hmm. It's more of you can't touch this side of me because you're looking at it from the practical business standpoint. Because I mean, imagine I have 300 employees, 5,000 employees, mm-hmm. and that's what ends up happening is mm-hmm. uh, they this person comes in and just destroys it, and then mm-hmm. all those people it, are out of job. Or, and then you got to come back and jingle some chains. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening today. We. Uh, you can reach out to us with your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. Uh, listen to us next Tuesday, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And remember, serve God by serving others. That's right. Have a great week, guys. We'll, we'll see you next week.